Hello, America. We're talking about Joe Biden and the highway to hell next on One Nation. Hello, America. Welcome to One Nation. I'm your host, Jake Jacobs. You know, I have to take you back to my high school years. My favorite teacher who taught social problems, his name was Al Stoner. Boy, did we make fun of his name. We had a lot of fun with his name. That was the height of the whole marijuana stuff back in the early 70s. And he had us uh, read a book called The Population Bomb. We actually read the book by Paul Ehrlich. Paul Ehrlich is 90 years old. Uh, and he's one of the big gurus in this climate fanatic movement that's uh, uh, affecting the world today. Uh, anyways, so we read the book Population Bomb, and then Mr. Stoner showed a film in relationship to the Population Bomb, and it was apocalyptic. It was doom and gloom. It was about how millions and millions of people were going to starve, and there was going to be famine across the land. So I can still remember after reading that book and having that unit from Mr. Stoner's social problems class, I went home and mentioned it to my dad, and my dad just started laughing. Now, my dad was born back in the 20s, lived in the Great Depression, and he smiled and he says, young man, there's nothing new under the sun. This doom and gloom apocalyptic stuff has come and gone throughout the ages. Just relax, live your life. This God is a, he'd call him a loon bird. He'd call him a loony bird, right? <laughs> and the sad fact of the matter is, is back in the early 70s was the beginning. There were good aspects of the environmental movement. Don't get me wrong. Wisconsin is the source of Earth Day. But there was this kind of fanatical aspect of the environmental uh, movement, which really dealt with back then. It was not all scientists, but many scientists talked about the coming doom and gloom ice age. It was on New York Times, Chicago Tribune, The Guardian, all the, the BBC, all over, all over the place. We were taught that when we were in high school. So reading the population bomb, reading about the coming ice age, the doom and gloom, the apocalypse and everything. <laughs> the, the reality is hundreds and thousands and thousands of predictions never came true. That's after 50 years of what they call 50 years of failed echo apocalyptic predictions. And if we had the time, I could literally show you headlines upon headlines going back not 50 years, but 100 years of how wrong the scientists were, about how wrong these media activist fanatics were. So I've taught U.S. history, world history, um, uh, American government, current issues at the high school and college level for many, many years. In fact, first time I stepped in a classroom was 1977. Yes, I'm as old as dirt. But one of the classes, one of my favorites I developed was called Scandals and Conspiracies. And I use that class as a way to teach my students to learn to discern, trust but verify, and critical thinking skills. And I would tell my students that most conspiracies are junk, are balderdash, are claptrap. In other words, BS. But that doesn't mean that there aren't conspiracies. The assassination of Abraham Lincoln was a conspiracy. You can debate the JFK assassination, but my point is, most of the stuff in the world today about conspiracy theories is just that claptrap, balderdash. But with that being said, 
That doesn't mean that there aren't nefarious, evil, evil characters in the world who desire power, fame, glory, and control. These charlatans manipulate, these charlatans, they manipulate with good intentions, those with good intentions, on the road to serfdom, what I call the highway to hell. And so it's important for us to recognize and understand that there are nefarious individuals in the world that actually want to destroy, on this highway to hell, American heavenly values in our republic under God. Now, just a few weeks ago, in the Dutch city of Harlem, which is outside of the Netherlands, they have a, a ban. They actually they have, a, they're, they have advertisement now where they ban the advertisement of meat. You can't advertise meat. It's, it's going to happen soon. They even go so far as to say, because meat is so bad, the methane from the meat, according to the World Economic Forum, according to the United Nations, that they say, we're going to start banning advertisement on gas automobiles and they're going to start uh, banning advertisements on uh, um, flying on airplanes on actually traveling around the world because many of these nefarious individuals want to take away the gas engine take away the gas automobile and stop airport flying i am not kidding you on this people and it's interesting because within this bizarre environmental fanatical cultic world the cow has become evil. The cows and the pigs and the sheep, because what do they do? They exhale methane, uh, methane, uh, CH4, right? We all know CO2, according to them, is horrible. I love CO2. CO2 is what makes the earth green. We all need CO2. But CH4, methane, is evil too. By the way, not only cows and pigs, uh, uh, by the way, it's not about necessarily, it's more about burping than it is about farting, right? But it's, uh, in fact, it's at a point now where Prince Charles is actually, he, he's been going and watching people actually try to create masks to be able to deal with the burps of cows. This is, I'm not making this stuff up, people. In fact, remember, it's interesting to note that rice, which feeds half of the world and about 90% of the developing world, is full of methane, and they're pulling their hair out. Well, what are you going to do with rice, right? So... Now, you may be saying to me, let me get this straight, Jake. You're talking about cows. You're talking about rice and, and also bugs and insects. I am not kidding you. Here's from the World Economic Forum. Good grub. Why we might be eating insects soon. Now, it's interesting to know. This may sound crazy to you guys because they say that, you know, cows and pigs and chickens, they have all this methane and they're destroying the planet Earth. But, you know, those good old crickets, we got to have them. So they're developing cricket families or uh, farms, excuse me, in Canada. Is it Ontario, Canada? Right. In Decatur, Illinois, one of the largest in the world, in Austin, Texas and around the world, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, the European Union are saying it's time for us to have plant-based diet or bug-based, insect-based diet. I'm not making this up. Okay, I am not. It sounds like something from a sci-fi movie or Soylent Green maybe, right? Now you may be saying, Jake, what does bugs, cows, and meat have to do with those nefarious charlatan figures you were talking about? Well, Let's take a little trip back in history, back to October 8th, 2018, October 8th, 2018, when the UNIPCC, the United Nations, right, 
Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change came out and they said in this thousands of pages of this study by the, all these so-called experts that we only have 12 years left, 12 years left. It's going to be a it's going to be climate a profound climate crisis. Now I've read the report, not the 3000 pages, the 300 page summary. Nowhere in there do they use the word cataclysmic or apocalyptic. They use the word climate crisis. Now I bring this up because the Guardian and the BBC had headlines that would read things like this. Final call to save the world from climate catastrophe. And, and over and over again, you saw that there was this scientific assessment that 2030 was the year. The BBC, The Guardian, The New York Times, Chicago Tribune, and they're all saying doom and gloom, apocalyptic, right? Now, I have actually crunched the numbers on this. And, if, and according to this uh, UP, UN IPCC, we only have, uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks, on October 11th, including some leap years in there, 2022, we only have seven years, 364 days and counting till the end of the world, okay? Now, by the way, where did I get that idea of the end of the world? Simply from the queen of the socialist squad, AOC Ocasio-Cortez, who says the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. She even said it was there our World War Three. By the way, now the the, the doctor, we, a better expert is Dr. Greta Thunberg from Crying My Eyes Out University. She disagrees with Ocasio Cortez because she says we only have six more years to go. The headline here says we have eight years to save the Earth. That was two years. People, I'm sad to say. But come this October, we are under eight years and counting to the end of the world. Now, you're saying, Jake, don't you, you're kind of taking this light. You bet I'm taking this insanity light, these predictions light. Because the governments of the world, many governments of the world, of the World Economic Forum, of the European Union, of the United States, they're using 2030 as a device to be able to expand power, grow power. And this is very important for us to understand. Even just last week, the chief of the United Nations said that the world's on a catastrophic path to 2.7 C warming. It's devastating, they're saying. And they're using this crisis, this climate crisis catastrophe, as a way to gain and expand power. And one of the keys to this is what Klaus Schwab calls young global leaders. Young global leaders. He's calling on them, in the words of Nancy Pelosi, to save the planet. So here is Klaus Schwab. And listen carefully to what he has to say about young global leaders. Here goes Klaus Schwab. When I mention our names like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, president of, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that 
half of this cabinet or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economic right. forum now there's a couple things i want you to understand here people what's very common now by those who are for centralized government big government collectivism you can call it socialism marxism fascism whatever you want to call it it's all about control, all about, all about the diminishing of liberty and freedom in America and around the world. But the emphasis by this Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, is these young global leaders. And then he listed off. He said Putin. He said uh, Merkel from Germany. Right? He mentioned uh, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Netherlands, Mark Rutte. Remember that ad about meat? Uh, making the advertisement for meat? Well, Mark Rutte is the head of the Netherlands and they're going after Dutch farmers. Dutch farmers are an incredible protest because of all this World Economic, European Union, European Commission dictations on, on trying to get rid of nitrates, fertilizers, and the confiscation of the land in the Netherlands, in Holland. And hundreds of thousands of, of Dutch farmers are furious with what's happening. And this is coming from this young global leader like the Prime Minister of Netherlands, Mark Rutte. Another young global leader is Jacinta Ardern. She's a socialist Prime Minister of New Zealand. The President of France, Macron. The Prime Minister of Sri Lanka. And by the way, it's not a coincidence that in Sri Lanka, the President actually banned fertilizers, nitrates in 2021. And within a year, the country was going to hell in a handbasket with thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of Sri Lankans starving to death and protesting in the capital. And if you look at the president of Sri Lanka and the prime minister of Sri Lanka, they are intricately involved with the World Economic Forum because the World Economic Forum, along with the United Nations, along with the EU, etc., they are calling for a great reset, a profound changing of what's going on in the world of economics and socialism, etc. In Klaus Schwab's book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, and, and I'm seriously, you go in and you read, you can see on page 92, page 94, page 95, he calls for bigger government. He calls for an increase in the power of the state. I can, this makes me think of George Hegel, who influenced Karl Marx, who influenced Adolf Hitler, who influenced many of the tyrants of Europe of the 1800s, of the 19th century. He said that the state is God walking on the earth. In America and free civilizations, classic liberalism, conservative, conservative thought has always said that the state is, is to be feared, the state is to be controlled. We, we want limited government. We must always keep our eyes on the state, the God that walks on the earth. Klaus Schwab goes on to say in this book that we need increased surveillance in government and we need to redefine the social contract. Yeah. The social contract. Those of you who know your history know that it was not the Jean-Jacques Rousseau who talked about a social contract. It was the great thinker John Locke. 
who influenced Thomas Jefferson and the founding fathers who wrote the book of civil government, second treaties. And in here he talks about our rights and our life come from God Almighty, not the government, not the state. That social contract, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, the European Union, the United Nations want to destroy. And I'm not making it up. Read their materials. Listen to their speeches. Now here is... Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, during the whole COVID time frame, and he recognizes that now is a time for a reset. Listen to what he has to say. Here goes. Canada believes that a strong, coordinated response across the world and across sectors is essential. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Oops, got caught in the middle of a drink. Now, here, now this is important. Did you hear him? One of those young global leaders of the World Economic Forum, those that, according to Klaus Schwab, have penetrated cabinets, governments throughout the world, he used the China virus as a way to control the truckers, the people of Canada. And they rose up like we all should. And they spoke out. And he shut them down and denied their freedom of speech. And he took their, their money accounts, their bank accounts, and he froze them. This is also part of the plan of the World Economic Forum, of the EU, of the United Nations. Now, it's interesting because as the China virus unfolded with all the disinformation, misinformation, and lies by Dr. Fauci and company and the CDC and the WHO, you found that Ocasio-Cortez, John Kerry, uh, crying Greta, George Soros, Bill Gates, Greenpeace, Democrats were elated because they went, look at this. All of a sudden, the people became the sheeple, and we found a way to control them like never before. This has become like the, the pre-training, the pre-season of actually being able to implement the Great Reset in greater measures, because we can see that many of the people are not willing to stand up to the tyranny of a central government. Let me just give you a couple ideas here. This was the headline of The, uh, the Guardian, the left-wing Guardian. In 2021, global lockdown every two years needed to meet, um, to meet uh, uh, Paris's CO2 goals. That's a study. And who did the study? Fiona Harvey. She's a graduate of Cambridge University in English literature. So there they are saying, you know what? Climate lockdowns, that may be the way to go. They even, speaking of Cambridge, it was Cambridge, Oxford, University of Nottingham, University of Bath, right? Uh, the Departments of Energy and others, they came along with a study called Absolute Zero, Absolute Nada. Not net zero, absolute zero. And in this 60-page study, which I just read three days ago, they call for, through legislation, they called for the stop the eating of beef and lamb, driving automobiles, stopping airports. I'm seriously, stop flying. They're against flying. Stop shipping. They, want, they don't want, you know, the shipping around the world for goods to happen. They want a, re, a rearranging of free enterprise or capitalism. And you may say, well, Jake, that's just a bunch of intellectual pinheads who think they know so much that isn't so. You're right. I would recommend a book by Thomas Sowell called Intellectuals in Society, where he talks about how these idiots with all their stupid ideas are never held accountable for the idiocy they're teaching their students and they're teaching the world, and sadly, they're influencing politics 
politicians. That study called Absolute Zero went into the House of Lords, where the Lords sat there saying, this is a great idea, not thinking of the insanity of stopping driving automobiles and flying in airplanes and telling people what they can eat and they can't eat. This is one of many things that are growing right now in the world through this insanity by the World Economic Forum. Here's one. She's a professor of economics at University College London. She's an advisor to the WHO, the United Nations, the World Economic Forum. She is Mariana Mazzucato, and she has an article called Avoiding Climate Lockdown. She says if we don't take drastic action, we may have to have world climate lockdowns. Here's another one. He's written in the, in the Ecologist from the University of London. His name, Dr. Gareth Dale. He says, we need central totalitarianism because democracy won't help us get through this climate crisis. And another one from a Swedish university called Lund University, Professor Andreas Malm. He's written a book, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. And his other one is Corona, War, Communism, and a 21st Century Climate uh, Chronic Emergency. He calls himself an eco-Marxist. People, I'm not making this crazy stuff up. Let's look at an advertisement by the World Economic Forum, and I'll be speaking about it. As you see, you podcasters, uh, there's no audio, so I'm the audio. Here goes. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Whatever you want, you'll rent and it'll be delivered to you by drone. The U.S. won't... This, can we pause this? This is, this is so important. So the first one is you will own nothing and be happy. That's right out of the Communist Manifesto, people. Now the third one here is the U.S. won't be the world's leading superpower. And they're showing a picture of the Chrysler building downtown New York. Now think of this. The World Economic Forum, along with the European Union, along with the United Nations, is saying that the United States of America will not be the world's leading superpower. We have preserved the peace of the world since we defeated National Socialism in World War II. We have preserved the peace of the world since we defeated the evil empire, Soviet Socialism, thanks to Ronald Reagan. But that bugs a lot of people, a lot of nefarious leaders. That bugs Dictator Xi. That bugs Klaus Schwab. So ultimately, they want to get rid of the, the, the sovereignty and the liberty of the United States of America. If we could go back, please. A handful of countries will dominate. You won't, be, you won't die waiting for an organ donor. We won't transplant organs. We'll print new ones instead. You'll eat much less meat. An occasional treat, not a staple, for the good of the environment and our health. A billion people will be displaced by climate change. We'll have to do a better job of welcoming and integrating refugees. Pollutants will have to pay to emit carbon dioxide. There will be a global price on, the carbon, on carbon. This will help make fossil fuels history. You could be preparing to go to Mars. Scientists will have worked out how to keep you healthy in space, the start of a journey to find alien life. Western values will have been tested to the breaking point. 
checks and balances that underpin our democracies must not be forgotten. Now, people, I got to tell you something. This is very clever. They're calling for socialism, Marxism, whatever you want to call it, expanded government, own nothing, you'll be happy, ending Americans, strength and sovereignty. And then at the end, they say, oh, but we have to defend Western values. Oh, no, no, no. They're against Western civilization. They're against Christian civilization. So what I want to do is I got I to tell you something. Do we call this eco-Marxism, techno-Marxism? You know, dictator Xi used to like to say his Marxism is socialism with Chinese characteristics. Is it Marxism with capitalistic characteristics? Is it capitalism with Marxist characteristics? If you go to the World Economic Forum, you can see headlines, does capitalism need some Marxism to survive the fourth industrial revolution? They even have an article that says how the one-party state may shape our future. They're looking to dictator Xi as a guide. This is why they hate America and our federal constitutional republic under God. Here is Klaus Schwab talking about what he calls the fourth industrial revolution. Here goes. The fourth industrial revolution will impact our lives completely. It will not only change how we communicate, how we produce, how we consume, it will change actually us, our own identity, and of course gives life uh, to such uh, policies and uh, developments like uh, smart traffic, smart government, smart cities. What we will see is that uh, everything will be integrated into an ecosystem driven by big data and uh, driven uh, particularly by close cooperation also of governments uh, with um, uh, business, civil society. And this revolution will come at a breathtaking speed. It will be like a tsunami. And actually, it's not just a digital revolution, it's digital, of course, physical, it's nanotechnology, but it's also biological. Did you hear that? It will change our identity. It's biological, and it'll come like a tsunami. Now, one of the main advisors to Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum is a very famous professor by the name of Yuval Noah Harari. He's a professor at Hebrew University. Barack Obama and many people recommend the book Homo Deus. Translation of Homo Deus is the man God or the human God. And this gentleman despises the Judeo-Christian biblical worldview. And this man is advising those politicians, those think tankers at the World Economic Forum at the United Nations about the new man. The techno man. And I'm going to have next week's program, or two weeks from now, excuse me, all about homo deus and the insanity of what they're calling for. Now, as we get ready to wrap this up, we got to go to Alibaba. Poor Jack Ma, the founder of Alibaba, he dared to speak out against some of the problems with uh, genocide Xi, dictator Xi, right? And the CCP grabbed Jack Ma and they told him, shut your mouth. No freedom of speech speech in China. Jack Ma is a different person, but the new president, he's from Canada, his name is J. Michael Evans. Listen to how he boasts about tracking, carbon footprint tracking. Here goes. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? 
what are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. Now think of it. The Chinese company Alibaba, there's the president proudly saying, we're developing it. We don't have it, but we're going to have it. Remember I told you in the Great Reset how Klaus Schwab talked about bigger government, a bigger state, more surveillance by the government, knowing what you eat, how you heat, where you go, and how you go? You think this is crazy? They have these ESG plans, you know, these, this environmental social uh, governance, they call it that corporations and banks and all these people have to abide by it. And a lot of it's full of wokeism, socialism, social constructing, social engineering. I kid you not. We don't have time in the show to continue on that. But you know where they're getting the idea from? They're getting it from the social credit system of communist China. Here is a young lady from a reporter from CGTN, which is a tool of the CCP. Here she's talking and listen carefully about the social credit system. Here we go. Trustworthy people should be given enough rewards, but for those who break trust, should also pay for it. It brings me to another part of the government social credit system. Here I am at the Supreme People's Court in Beijing. Till February 2019, over 30 million people are named in a list of dishonest persons subject to enforcement by this court. They cannot go traveling by planes, they cannot go traveling by high-speed trains, they cannot go to luxury restaurants, and they can't get a golf courses. They are unable to get an insurance, and they can't even rent a house. If trust is broken in one place, restrictions are imposed everywhere. Actually, personal scoring system has been present in the West for decades. For example, eBay has a rating system for shipping times and communication. Uber passengers and drivers both rate each other. And many companies in the U.S. are using FICO scores to determine many financial decisions. China's social credit system only expands that idea to all aspects of life. This is a very trustworthy mechanism. Both data and rating are used responsibly and with citizens' permission. I do believe that it will help us to have a better life. People, that is classic Pravda lying communist propaganda. Now she's honest enough to say, hey, 30 million Chinese, they can't fly, they can't go on a train, they can't eat at restaurants, they can't golf, they, have, they can't even rent a home, right? And she goes on to say, this is behavior modification. You don't behave according to the state, to the communist dictator, right? Then you will pay the price and we'll modify your behavior. We'll force you to conform to us. And then she says, it's a trustworthy system, and it's given freely. Rubbish, it's given freely. It's a totalitarian Marxist government, and this is where the World Economic Forum is getting in many of its ideas from. It's not here yet, but according to the president of Alibaba, it's on his way. Now, why do I call this Biden, uh, the, the, the Great Reset, and the road to serfdom? or otherwise known as the highway to hell, is because Joe Biden has been asked by many Democrats, Chuck Schumer and others, to declare a climate emergency. People, if that ever happens, and they've talked about it, if it ever happens, what it means is the Constitution is null and void. It means that, that Joe Biden will be given dictatorial powers 
executive mandates and dictates galore, making the China virus look like, you know, babies work, child's play. And so this, be very aware of him calling for a climate emergency. Chuck, you can find this. January 2022, he called for a climate emergency declaration. That's a slippery slope into the road to serfdom. And like F.A. Hayek said, when you get these people that think they know so much that isn't so, and they will dictate and determine what truth is, that they are the ones who set the agenda for how we shall live, where we shall go, what we shall eat over my dead body. I am an American, born free, given the gift of life and liberty from God Almighty. And I answer only to him. We answer only to him. And now is the time for us to be aware of the young global leaders, the agenda of the EU, the UN, and the World Economic Forum. And we need to expose the darkness with the light of truth and let them know that here we stand, we will do no other. So people, if you want to get a hold of me, there's a number of ways of getting hold of me. I'm at the jakejacobshow.com, Jake Jacob Show on Facebook, uh, Twitter, it's J at jakejacobshow1776. So until we meet again, Godspeed to you. Participate, activate, and get involved. There's an election coming up soon. Happy trails to you. Ciao.